What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Masters of the Cultureverse. I'm your friendly neighborhood blurred, Caleb Edward Edley, here with my co-host, as always, the invincible Clay Stroman. What's up, Clay? Whoa. Not too much, man. Just uh, got off work a little bit ago. Uh, got tomorrow off, so looking forward to that. Oh, shit. Did you yeah, take yes. it off, or do you just... Is it a company holiday? I did take it off. I did take it off. Um, I had plans to go to Asheville this weekend, and... It's now postponed to two weeks from now. I was going to say, but you I'm said just, you had plans, so what, what happened? Yeah, yeah. Um, it turns out it's my roommate Leo's birthday, and I had uh, planned an Asheville trip like a month and a half in advance and didn't even think about it being Leo's birthday. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to Asheville with Sherry. We do have a place two weeks two weeks from now still, um, but uh, going to do, I guess, a bit of a best of both worlds thing, do Leo's birthday now mm-hmm. and... Asheville later. Forgot your own roommate's birthday. Yeah, that's on me, man. That's yeah. on me. I expect nothing 100%. less since uh, you forgot my birthday as well. But When's my birthday? Your birthday is September 22nd? Oof, not even really close. Is it not close? Well, it was close, but not that close. <laughs> is it the 12th? It's the 10th. Oh, fuck. All right. Yep. Well, I put it in my calendar, though, so I get reminded when it's your birthday so I can text you. Is that right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I do that with most of my friends, except for Carter, but I only remember Carter's because, one, it's Valentine's Day, and it's seven days after mine. And we ignore him on his birthday on purpose anyways. <laughs> exactly. That shit. What uh, about what, you? What you got going on? Uh, you know, same old, same old working. Um, we bought We bought a new TV, which is nice. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Upgraded from a forty-two regular, I guess it was ten eighty, to a fifty-five four K UHD Fire TV. So I, now I can be like Alexa, turn on the nice. TV or whatever, and she'll do. Is that like a Samsung TV? It's Insignia, which I think is like the Best Buy brand. And she heard me and just turned on my Stoffus TV because the Stoffus TV was already a Fire TV, and so we just mm-hmm. got another. TV is not responding. She says that, but she turned it on, so I don't know what she's smoking. Interesting. Um, You're uh, smoking, Alexa. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, so we just upgraded the living room one. and uh, Nice. I guess we'll take that old one to get recycled. I don't think I'm going to sell it because it's got, like, these four, like, lighter spots than, like, the rest of the TV. Like, they're, like, blown out, I guess, or decolorized. Yeah. My, uh, my Vizio that I have in my bedroom, it's, you know, smart TV, whatever, but I've had it for... I don't know, six-ish years mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, about a year ago, I went to clean it because I was watching something or playing a game, and the screen had like brown kind of like splotches on it, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, okay, it's just like dusty. It's an old ass TV. I've never cleaned it. Yeah. I take a I take a uh, cloth to it, mm-hmm. and nothing changes. <laughs> Turns out the screen's just like fucked. <laughs> <laughs> maybe six years is the limit on a tv because i know i got that one in 2014 or 15 because i, yep. I remember what apartment i was living in when i got it so maybe that's, that's just when i got been. this one yeah well i've been i've been pushing it about a year since then i'm gonna let that thing run until it dies smart smart save some money we'll, we'll take it from there yeah but we were we have in- a really yeah we've got like a 55 inch 4k tv in the in the living room so like i'm not in a super big rush to get a new tv here yeah no yeah we were looking to upgrade that i've been looking to upgrade that one for a while anyway and i was like all right and then we went to best buy and jessica goes oh look at this open box tv for 
only like 300 bucks and like she's very frugal so mm-hmm. at any any time she says hey look at this i'm willing to buy it and it's something that i i want that's on the more expensive end i just like jump on that opportunity because this you got this new tv for 300 um all right so here's the deal okay <laughs> yes what's the deal? we did get it because it was open box at best buy and i'm like all right, Jessica said okay, and she's usually the one who's like, mm, I don't know if we should make that that spend that much money, blah blah blah. So I was like, all right, yeah, let's get it. So we got it, and then bring it home. I'm we we mounted it. That took that was a that was a task in of a in of a, of itself. I won't even get into that. Of course, that. we mounted it. Then I'm watching it. She's at work. I'm watching it. I'm like, ah, oh, new TV, awesome, and it starts flickering like. Not like it's supposed to, like just like kind of flickering. I'm like, oh fuck. I text her. I was like, this TV is fucked. It's flickering, whatever. So I'm like, we're gonna take it back and we'll just buy a new one because the open box deal we only saved like thirty bucks anyway. Um, so I was like, I'll pay the thirty buck difference. I don't give a shit. We're gonna trade this and get a new one. So okay. So we went today during my lunch break. Um, told the lady what happened. She plugged it in because it wasn't flickering at all times. It was just kind of intermittent sometimes. She plugs it in. She goes, oh, yeah, it is flickering. So I was like, oh, nice. So it's not like this issue where they're not going to believe me or something. Um, she's like, yeah, go go get one and we'll come in and exchange it. And I'm thinking I'm going to have to pay this $30 difference. But she's like, and I'll give you the original price that you paid for this one too. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's awesome. Thank you. So, Whoa. so yeah, we got a new, new TV, 300 bucks. It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, 4K TVs. I guess Insignia is gonna gonna give you a bit of a bargain, but that same TV for Samsung is probably what I don't like know, eight eight hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous. Which I was looking at Samsungs for a while too, but I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm gonna have to like save up or like something. Like I don't really, I don't know. It's just too much, and you're you're really just playing for the name, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Did I ever tell you the story about my brother Clint? Throwing his TV at, or sorry, throwing his hat at his brand new TV and breaking it like the the day after he got it. <laughs> no, but I'd love to hear it. Is that the whole story? Yeah, so, pretty much, yeah. So he got this new TV. It was like a like a fifty something inch. Uh, I think it was a, a Vizio, like a nice TV. Mm-hmm. It was brand new. Um, this was probably a couple of years ago. We were in Wilmington, and we're watching. I think it was like the Michigan Ohio State game, and <laughs> Michigan always loses to Ohio State, and I don't know why Clint wasn't like expecting that to happen, but the game ended and like the, the like ceiling play of the game, like maybe Michigan's quarterback threw a pick to seal the game or something Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. through an interception. So Clint, he takes off his hat. He says, God damn it. He whips it at the TV (laughs) and he was wearing, he was wearing one of those hats that has like, I think maybe it was like a bottle opener on the bill or something. It had a metal, a metal tip on the bill that hit the TV perfectly. And the TV just turned off. <laughs> <laughs> so he had been, t- he'd been hyping up this TV the entire time we were there. You know, he just got it the day before he's like showing us features on it. Smart TVs, like taking us through the apps and just talking it up. And literally the instant the TV turned off me, Leo was there with me. A couple other friends were there. We instantly just start dying laughing. Like we're like rolling around on the couches and on the floor laughing because of how much he had been talking up this TV. And then in a fit of rage, he takes off his hat, whips at the TV, breaks it. So this man, he goes to Best Buy. I think he got it from Best Buy. He goes back the next day. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, so I took this TV out of the box and just had this crack in it. <laughs> they would not let him return the TV. Really? <laughs> yeah. He had a new TV the next day. Um, while we were still there, he came back with a new TV. But he essentially just had to like burn the old TV. Jeez. Like, he, well, they did not give him his money back. Damn. 
Why yep. did they not? I guess they just didn't believe him. They didn't believe him. No. <laughs> and he had been, he'd been talking to us about like how he was going to go about trying to return it. Mm-hmm. And I forget, he had a bunch of really bad ideas and we were kind of like talking him through it. Like, look, if you're going to do this then you got to do it like a certain way, I think he went in there and botched it. And Probably. He failed. Yeah. Gosh, that sucks. Yep. Yeah, so uh, just be careful around that uh, that TV when you're wearing a hat. Sure, sure. I don't I don't plan on throwing any hats at it, but I will definitely remember Clint if I if it, that thought ever crosses my mind. Yeah, don't be Clint. <laughs> that's just don't that's do the it. moral of the story. Uh, what you reading? What you watching? Uh, I broke down and I paid for Peacock. <gasps> oh my god, the four ninety nine or the nine ninety nine? The four ninety nine. So. So yeah, so I'm watching. I'm watching The Office. I'm watching some Parks and Rec. I did look. I did look on Amazon. There's a fifty dollar box set right now for The Office. Okay. So, so, so you're gonna get the DVDs and then. Um, well, probably disagree. not because, yeah. probably not. Honestly, I don't want to be getting up and having to switch out DVDs. Just watch the same disc over and over. That's what I would end up doing. <laughs> you know, so I might yeah. as well just get the season I like the most and and only have that DVD. The um. The digital copies have to be going on sale at some point, like sometime soon. I I just there's no way it's gonna stay at a hundred bucks forever. What is it? A digital copy through what? Well, I've I looked on Vudu and iTunes, and oh. remember I told you it was like thirty six bucks, but then I didn't jump mm-hmm. on that opportunity. It sounds like neither did you. And then I looked again right. when I when I I was like oh I missed the office. I looked again and. Boom, fucking a hundred bucks. You to see it. You do. Sure do. At any rate. What about you? Um. Well, you know, I always say what you're reading, what you're watching. We always talk about what we watch, but we never talk about what we're reading. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. Went to the comic book store the other day, and I was looking around, just meandering, kind of. I see a Stranger Things comic, and I was like, oh, this looks interesting. What is this? I pick it up. It's Dustin at camp. And so it's like a, just like a four issue run. It's called Science mm-hmm. Camp with him and how he met his girl. She is in it. Um, you see her in the background. I've, all right. So here's the thing. They only had the first issue, but um, my guy at the comic book store he said, "Yeah, but we can still order them if you if you read it and like it." So I was like, "Okay, I'll just get the first one, see if I'm interested, and then I'll come back for the other three, if that's the case." Um, so you see her in the background in the fir- first issue, but they don't they don't interact. But she's on the cover so like she's gonna be in it obviously um Mm -hmm. but yeah it's it looks like it's a a murder mystery type deal because like it's just the first issue is him getting to camp there's some asshole bullies there he's like standing up for this little kid he stands up to the bullies talk shit blah blah blah. and then in the meantime there's like this whole sub story kind of going on with the counselors and then at the Mm -hmm. end one of the counselors gets murdered there's like this guy in like a poncho in the doorway and then he breaks out this it looks like a screwdriver and then he stabs her and so i guess the rest of the issue is going to be this kind of murder mystery which is interesting because you would think if dustin had like a murder mystery adventure he would tell them about it in in season three definitely Um, but he just comes back casual yeah it doesn't say shit about that so well i got a girlfriend that's it yeah that's that's all that he was thinking about or maybe he doesn't even really solve it maybe it's just something that kind of happens in the background i don't know i'm gonna have to get the other three issues and i'll let you know um okay but other than that it it was pokemon day the other day so i started watching the original pokemon again just kind of on the in the background as i work isn't that on netflix it is on netflix um which is great 
uh, no commercials. They're, those episodes are so quick. Like as a kid, I don't remember them just like flying by like this, but they do. Yeah, um, they meant more to us as a kid. Probably we were more we were more engaged. Yeah, I've been still going through Modern Family. It was a slower week for Modern Family. I'm only halfway through season five. Usually, I at least finish a season in a week. I don't know what's going on with me. Um, got caught up in other stuff, I guess. And then our movie you last pump week, those numbers up, man. Those are rookie numbers. They really are. And then last week, our movie night movie was The Truman Show, which I had never seen and was pretty good. Yeah, you'd never seen that. I had not. I had not. As a cinephile. I know. I know. Well, There's a couple cinephile movies I've not seen that you would, you would think that somebody like me would have seen. But Schindler's List. Yeah, that's another one. But um, it's, on, it's on that poster, so we'll watch it eventually. Ah. Uh. Okay, that's going to be a nice, uh, lighthearted one. Yeah, I heard it's a really good comedy. Dude, so speaking of comics, um, I recently was given, I might have might have mentioned it, I was recently given a box of my old stuff from my parents' house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've got uh, Hot Wheels in there, Sick. like model cars and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, my PlayStation 2 games, like uh, a bunch of, uh, like I have... Uh, what NCAA football 05 with Reggie Bush okay. on the cover classic bunch of PlayStation 2 games PlayStation 2 not in there so I'm kind of wondering what happened with that they probably took it to the hem or something um but there were some comics in there so I've got uh a cable issue one comic from like 1989 mm-hmm. you know cable Deadpool mm-hmm. uh that one's that one's just like you look at it and it just screams like 90s comics <laughs> um and let's see there was a there was a Ultimate Spider-Man issue one in there where he becomes Spider-Man. Mm. Um, another interesting one was Stormwatch, which I don't know if you've ever even heard of. I, I totally not. forgot it was a thing, but I've got Stormwatch issue one, which came out in 1993, created mm-hmm. by Jim Lee, who's like one of the most famous Batman artists. Superman, and, I uh, thought. Superman and Batman. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, and what's what's interesting about this is that it's like this thing that he started and it was published under, I think it was called like Image Comics mm-hmm. and then that folded into DC Comics. Mm-hmm. So you can look at the cover and like it looks very Jim Lee, very DC, also very, very 90s. Sure. Um, so yeah, and I remember reading these as a kid and these are like the comics that got me into into comics. They were just what Jeff had, just like some kind of obscure cable Stormwatch shit. That's um, what got me into comics. What's up? How's the condition on them? Like, is it pretty good? Um, so the cable one and the Stormwatch one are both in these plastic sleeves. The condition's good. I'm looking. I just looked up Stormwatch, and it looks like it's not worth anything. You can get a wow. just like a an untouched version of issue one for like five dollars these days. Gotcha. But that cable one might be a little bit different. It might be. And I was gonna say it might be just cool to get it graded and like in the case just to have like if that's like one of your first comics that that just yeah. be like a cool thing to have. Um, I'm actually mm-hmm. about to send some comics off to get graded i have some like variants that i i i, I mean they're not gonna they're i look i have this app called key collector where i kind of look and see how much some some of my stuff might be worth mm-hmm. and they're only like in in high condition they're only worth like 25 bucks or whatever some of them but i'm like i mean it could appreciate over time and i'd i'd rather i like to have just like some in the case graded so that i can display them because i think that would be cool but yeah for sure for sure. Awesome, awesome. So, what's going on in the world of sports? Oh, whoa, whoa, sorry. Before that, we yeah, you're gonna tell you're gonna tell people what kind of show this is first. <laughs> we literally haven't even mentioned 
really anything. My bad, guys. My bad. You're listening to Masters of the Cultureverse, brought to you by Clay go. and Caleb. Caleb and Clay. We go together like peanut butter and jelly. All right. So that you was. Could have just said PB and J. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we talk about pop culture on the show. We talk about TV, movies, all that good stuff. You can follow us on Instagram at masters.cultureverse. Send us an email. You can give an announcement, shout, question. You want some? You got something you want us to talk about? Send us an email, masters.cultureverse at gmail.com. Speaking of emails, <coughs> we have one. I'm going to read it for you now. <clears throat> Thought I'd shoot you guys a question. Feel free to think about it and answer next week or whatever, but I got a couple. Number one. Top three favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Number two, if you could pick any single girl from the Bachelor universe to be the next Bachelorette, who would it be? Besides Katie, because that is the obvious choice. Keep it up, fellas. Signed, MVL. Sent from my iPhone. Who's that? MVL, I'm assuming, is Most Valuable Listener, if that gives you a hint. Okay. What's up, Jess? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't think we need to we need to put a ton of uh research and thought into these, right? We can we can make our choices Yeah, here. we can do it this week. I I I'm uh I I definitely know who I want for number 2. Um mm-hmm. So let's start there. Number 2. All right, is okay. any girl from the Bachelor universe. Um which I know you say any girl, but I'm still going to choose somebody from this season and it's going to be my girl Abigail. Okay. My choice is Michelle. Okay, that's a good choice. I like Michelle too. Yeah. It's interesting that we both picked girls from this season. My cho- If it's not Michelle, I pick Cassie, who uh, Colton picked. Right, But right. who Colton picked and then stalked. So, <laughs> yeah, not funny. But, but Michelle, yeah. I, think it would, I think it would be cool. So Michelle, obviously, obviously she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. She seems very cool. She's very down to earth. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> she is into milk baths, which is sexy. And she's a teacher, which is one of those tough, you know, pandemic jobs. Sure. So maybe they showcase a teacher. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I I, agree. I like that. Um, Yeah, I feel like both of our choices are kind of more in the too normal to be like the bachelor and the bachelorette are usually kind of the more normal of the people. But like mm-hmm. they still have a little something like, like Nick. He was the villain of his season and then they turned him into the bachelor and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, like they have a little bit. I feel like. Abigail and Michelle, they're just like on it and they wouldn't take any shit, which wouldn't make for good TV for the producers, you know, but I'd still, I'd still like to see them. Yeah. I like, I like those choices. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's do it. All right. And top three Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. My number one, I know my number one, it's been my number one since I saw it, since it came out and that's Winter Soldier. Right. Winter Soldier is, I'm going to put Winter Soldier I'm gonna put it at number two. Okay. My number one is Guardians. I yeah, I thought that's what your number one was. That's a good one too. I mean, I really <clears throat> Guardians. It's like so fun, so energetic, so like upbeat. You know, it's yeah. it's a it's a yeah. great movie. Um, speaking of which, I watched Infinity War the other night. I didn't say that on what you're reading, what you're watching, but I did watch that, and I think, I think that might be my number two. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I watched I watched both of those, Infinity War and Endgame, pretty recently with Sherry. We've been going through a like Wanda kind of watch. So we've been watching the things like obviously we've been watching WandaVision. We watched both those Avengers movies. She watched Ultron the other day. Probably not one of her favorites, I think, because it doesn't really have much Wanda in it. And outside mm-hmm. of Wanda, it's like, yeah, 
Yeah. But um, the is only, she a big the one Wanda fan? Left, I would say so. I would say nowadays, yeah, ish. I don't okay. know that she's like a big fan of any of these characters, like <laughs> just in general. But I think if she probably had to choose somebody out of Marvel, Wanda would be up there. Um, so Civil War is the only one left to watch. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. What's your What's your number two? My number two is Infinity War. Oh, that's right. Okay. I'm thinking. I of thought my you were three. just. I thought you were just saying I watched it the other day. Oh no, I I, I watched it, which made me think. I think that's probably my number two. Yeah. Which I think okay. I like. Endgame's great, but I think I like Infinity War more. I think I do too. I'm just trying to think if I want it in my in my top three. Like I, Infinity War, I think is my favorite Avengers movie. Uh huh. Uh huh. I see what you're saying, but I, the reason I think I put it in my top three is just because I liked the culmination of like all these years, getting to see all mm-hmm. these heroes, um, which I guess you kind of see more heroes in in-game, but still, it, this, Definitely. Was kind of, this was like a better movie, I think, as well mm-hmm. as seeing a bunch of heroes come together. Dude, the pace of Infinity War, that movie's like a roller coaster. You're just like yeah. going the entire time. Yeah, exactly. Bunch of different stories like weaving together. Well, I guess they're mostly separately. They're mostly separate and they weave together at the end. Yeah, yeah. But still. Um, I think my number three is probably going to be Iron Man. The original number one Iron Man. The one mm-hmm. that started it all. That's a fantastic movie. I watched that a couple of months ago, and you know, I, obviously it holds up. Robert Downey Jr. is fantastic. Yep. Yeah, I think I think that's my list. Winter you Soldier, Infinity War, Iron Man. So I was I was thinking Iron Man for my number three, but I'm going to switch it up mm-hmm. just so we don't have a very similar list. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Iron Man, Infinity War, like. Ragnarok, those are all in my like top six. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna fuck it up. I'm gonna throw Infinity War in there as my number three. What, what? Or, sorry, sorry, sorry. Civil War. Civil oh, okay. War. I, that was I. I was about to say Civil War is my three, but I didn't want yeah, two cat throw, movies in there. Yeah, I'm gonna throw that in there as number three. Okay. But then now that you say two cat movies, now I'm, I'm thinking differently. But Civil War. You don't have two cat movies though. You have Guardians. What was your number two? Winter Soldier. Oh, oh yes, that's right. That's, you said that at the beginning. Yep. Never mind. I feel you. I got you. But I guess I don't really think of Civil War as like a cat movie, even though it is. Yeah, yeah. It, it's more it, of an Avengers movie. It really is. It's like Avengers uh, 2.5. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All yep. right. So we'll go with that. Nice. Thanks for the questions, Jess. Keep them coming whenever whenever you uh, they come up in your head. Just send them in. And Yeah, don't everybody jump at once to send us questions. I was going to say, guys, you guys are slacking. We need questions. We want to interact. Send you guys us are not slacking. You guys are great. No, you're but, slacking. But do a lot better. <laughs> Fun parent, strict parent. You guys are slacking. I did say do a lot better. <laughs> do a leap. My, my thing was like you you go in soft and then you finish hard. Oh, I, I see. I see. I guess that's what she said. <laughs> Who is she? I don't think we'll ever know. <laughs> The proverbial she. Oh, gosh. All right. What's going on in sports now? Uh, well, we got All-Star Weekend upon us. Um, obviously, we've been talking about that a little bit here. We do have the um, the lineups for the dunk contest. We get the lineups for the three-point contest, the skills competition. The um, All-Star Game rosters get chosen tonight, so we don't know 
Tonight isn't Thursday, March 4th. I'm <laughs> I some indigestion issues over there. Yeah, well, I'm, I got this seltzer here, so it's got me a little, I got you. little gassy. Got me a little fizzy. <laughs> this Vizzy's got me fizzy. Ooh, but um, straight bars. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so here's who we have on the East. So Kevin Durant, he's the captain. He's going to be choosing his uh, his team. So he gets to pick from Giannis, Bradley Beal, Joel Embiid, Kyrie Irving, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, James Harden, Zach Levine, Julius Randle, Ben Simmons, Nikola Vucevic, Demontis Sabonis. Uh, now, on the West, of course, we have LeBron. He's the uh, the captain here. He'll be picking his team, and he's choosing from Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, who is hurt, so he won't be playing, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, a.k.a. Mr. Corona himself, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Chris Paul, Zion Williamson, and Devin Booker is replacing Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devin Booker scoring 25 a game, 25-4-4, and four, got gypped. Uh, originally, he didn't get chosen, but he's in there now that Anthony Davis got hurt, so all is right in the world. Um, so yeah, I think KD's probably going to pick Giannis first like he did last year. He might pick Kyrie first. I mean, that's his that's his boy, but... Um, and then LeBron, he probably picks Luka first, I think, mm-hmm. like he did last year. So, yeah. I mean, it's going to be going to be a fun little game. The dunk contest is happening at halftime. The Three-point contest and the skills competition happening before the game. Did we figure out if halftime was extended or if they were just shortening the dunk contest? Okay, so the dunk contest is only between three people. So I think they're shortening it. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah, so I think that they probably, they're probably going to extend halftime a little bit just because they have to, Mm -hmm. but um, fewer fewer participants in the dunk contest, so that's going to be shorter just, you know, by default. Um, and the people in it, Obi Toppin, Anthony Simons, and Cassius Stanley, mm-hmm. um, who are all young players. I mean, Obi Toppin from the Knicks, Anthony Simons from the Trailblazers, Cassius Stanley from the Pacers. I will admit, I don't really know anything about Anthony Simons. Do you know anything about any of those players, Caleb? Not a damn thing. Okay, didn't think so. They can dunk really yeah, well. I would hope so. Yeah, a few little uh, high flyers here. So, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Not super, super interested in that because it doesn't really have big names. Zion turned it down. So Why? Hope, I don't know. Don't know. Hopefully he doesn't end up like LeBron and go his whole career without doing a dunk contest. LeBron could still do it now and compete pretty well. Has he really never done one? Never done it. Wow. Every single year his name comes up. Well, not so much the past, like, I don't know, seven-ish, ten-ish years, but... The first like decade of his career, it's like, okay, is, is this the year LeBron does it? Is this the year LeBron does it? Kobe did it. Michael did it. Um, every, I mean, everybody's done it except for LeBron. And now Zion is kind of following in his footsteps there. So. Interesting. Yep. And then we have the three-point contest. It's between uh, Devin Booker, Jalen Brown, Steph Curry, Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, all all-stars, all stud shooters. I think out of that, out of that group, Steph Curry wins. I mm-hmm. mean, you don't really beat Steph Curry in a three-point contest. Right. Yep. And then the skills challenge, we have Robert Covington from the Blazers, Julius Randle from the Knicks, Luka Doncic, the Mavericks, Chris Paul from the Suns, Nikola, Nikola Vucevic from the Magic, um, DeMontis Sabonis from the Pacers. So it's a mix of of point guards, centers, forwards. So that should be interesting. A bunch of good players, but... Yeah, All-Star Weekend. It's happening on Sunday, which is the 7th, I believe. You are correct. Yeah, so all happening in one night. I'll be uh, 
you know, setting aside some time, regardless of what I'm doing, to to tune into that. So uh, should be interesting. And that's uh, that's pretty much our main thing in sports these days. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Yes, of course, Caleb. Back to you, buddy. <laughs> Moving on to video games, we've got some new Pokemon games coming out, or that were announced rather. We've got an open world Pokemon game called Arceus. Am I saying uh-huh. right? I don't know. Isn't that one of the like mythical Pokemon? Yeah, it's a mythical Pokemon. Poke- but, Pokemans. Yeah, it's a mythical Pokemon. But um, I've I've fallen off like after like Gen three or four, so I don't really know mm-hmm. pronunciations Same. that well. I want to say maybe I at some point randomly saw a movie with that Pokemon in it. Okay, Arceus. Yeah, something like that. It's possible. But at any rate, it takes place in feudal Japan, which I think is really cool to because we Sweet. we've never really like gone backwards that I know of like in right. a game. They've so it's always... like a time traveling Pokemon? Is it a time traveling Pokemon? I don't know. I just think the game takes place in that time. Cool. But is it a Pokemon that's been alive since the feudal Yeah, uh, probably ages? Yeah, probably. It's cool. It's an open world game too, so that's cool. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. I have seen what some pictures. What was what's the most recent Pokemon game on the Switch? Sword and Shield? Or no. Pokemon let's go Pikachu. Go. Yeah, yeah, that one. Is that technically open world? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure those are You're remakes. You're kind of going along a linear path. Like I'm pretty sure those right? are remakes of Yellow, so I don't think they're like okay. open world. Cool. Okay, open world Pokemon. I'm with it. Yeah. Um, and then we've we're getting remakes of Diamond and Pearl, Brilliant Diamond, and uh, Shining Pearl, which people have been asking for for a long time. So we're getting some some remakes of those. Cool. Do you ever play those? Diamond and Pearl. Diamond and Pearl. I don't think so. Yeah, that seems a little bit past the gens that I was playing. Yeah, me too. I, I remember playing like red, blue, yellow, uh, silver. Um, what was after silver? Gold. Well, silver and gold came out together. Right. So what was well, you didn't mention gold. Well, I didn't play gold. I played silver. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I don't know what came after that. Okay, Pearl? I think... I think that's... What'd you say? Wait, isn't that one of the new ones that they're remaking? Which one? Pearl. (laughs) Yeah. So it probably was Diamond and Pearl after that. Um, Mm, I think they had like aluminum in there somewhere. Aluminum? (laughs) Yeah. Copper. Um, Tin foil. Tin. Pokemon tin. (laughs) Speaking of Pokemon games, I found this game. These people at work were talking about it in a Slack channel. It's called... um, Pokey MMO, and it is basically what you do is you get the ROMs for Fire Red, Emerald, Black or White, Heart Gold or Soul Silver, um, Platinum. You get those ROMs, you load them into this thing, and it it makes like this Pokemon game where it's like obviously it's an MMO RPG where there's like multiple people in there, so like real live human beings like you and me could go in at the same time and on the same server and mm-hmm. then like we can trade we can like battle each other we can like watch other people battle but you're also like going along the lines of those games but you can travel to the different regions as well within the game it's pretty cool whoa and i played i played that last couple of nights that's what i've been streaming twitch.tv slash noble progeny that's what i've been streaming the last couple of nights um I'm, re- I'm really really into it right now pretty fun game it is pretty fun um They've also like since so you download Pokey MMO 
you download that, that's its own thing, but then you load the ROMs into it. So since they've kind of made their own thing, they've also kind of like made it more competitive so that it's not like such a children's game. It's a little bit, you have to like think a little bit more. Sure. Um, and they've added like some other mods, like, you know, when you go to the Poke Center and you, you got to wait forever because then it takes each fucking Pokeball from you and then it goes like, bam, bam. Mm-hmm. and then like whatever they got rid of that so you just go and talk to nurse jenny for two seconds and then you're like bounced out you're daddy yeah 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 um but so no, is this a free-to-play game it is free um they don't provide you with the roms and they say like you gotta come buy the roms legally like you gotta own the game to have the ROM. but y- you can find emulator roms mm-hmm. really easy so on the internet. the games that we left out or that you couldn't think of ruby and sapphire Ah, yes, those ones. I did play. I did play. There was Crystal too, right? There was, excuse me, Crystal as well. I think that was after Gold and Silver. Yeah. Um. Yes. I. Yes. Well, thank you, you for that, Clay. You are a lifesaver. Yeah. Gold, That's Silver, and Crystal. Supposed to be your better half. Ruby, <laughs> Ruby and Sapphire. Then there was Fire, Red, Leaf, Green. Then Emerald. Then Diamond and Pearl, Platinum. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. <clears throat> and then I got back into Pokemon. I got a DS, and I I got X and why i played those and then i played alpha sapphire which is a remake of sapphire obviously and then i got sun but i never really played it from sun and moon because they switched up kind of how it was you're like island hopping i didn't like that mm-hmm. neither did a lot of people so i guess that's why they went back is that when the uh like the alolan versions of the pokemon come out what is that the ones that so one of the games i know essentially took place in hawaii and they had like different versions of the pokemon oh, like probably there's like a white Vulpix. Mm-hmm. That's probably when that came in. Literally, I played it for like two seconds. And I was like, I don't like what they've done with it. But you are on islands that are kind of like Hawaii based. So I would assume that's probably where those came from. Yeah. Yep. While, while we're here, though, I want. Okay. So. All right. Well, I'll, I'll save my comment for our next thing. It's not on the outline, but it somebody sent it to me today. So shout out to my brother, Josh. He sent us some information he wanted us to talk about. So, um. And I sent it to you as well. It was the HD. I'm trying to pull it back up. The um, the Nintendo Switch is coming out with a larger screen and 4K output reportedly. This is what's in the works. So they're going to have the Switch Lite, regular Switch, and then some kind of Super Switch. Um, Which I think the output on the actual, like if you're hand holding it, it's like 720. It's not even 4K. I think it's 4K if you're docked in. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's cool and all, but. I and I they've obviously made it so that the switch is like replaced the Game Boy like they've said they're not making Game Boys anymore and I think that's just like a terrible thing. Like I've been playing my my 3DS a lot lately and like I'm I miss ga- I'd rather have a Game Boy cuz number 1 it's smaller. And if I'm playing a game handheld like that anyway, like the get graphics on the 3DS are like fine for that. Like I don't need high def graphics for something I'm I'm handheld playing, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so I'd rather not have the switch be what it is and I'd rather just have more Game Boys and more systems But I mean obviously they've done some kind of research and this is cost-effective for them, but I just wanted to rant about that for a second All right. Well, uh, I'm with you, man <laughs> Over here on Masters of the Cultureverse we're big Game Boy fans. We want the Game Boy to come back um, Okay, so in that box that my mom gave me, mm-hmm. there is the cartridge to, I forget, it was like one of the first Zelda games for the um, Game Boy Pocket, right? Not the color, oh, the I big am. gray one. Mm-hmm. The screen was like green. Um, yeah, so that was in there too. 
just as a, a throwaway that we're talking about Game Boys. This is the Game Boy episode. Mm-hmm. All right. Shout out Nintendo. We couldn't do uh, the pod without you guys. <laughs> we wish. All right. So what do you think about this new Switch 4K and all that? Um, I mean, I don't know that it's. it sounds like a bad idea. You don't know that it sounds like a bad idea? No. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean it's not it a bad idea. It just seems like they're taking the switch and upgrading it, right? Yeah, yeah. You get reportedly, you get in 4K output, which is fine. That's right. where most games are. Like you got a PS4 is the Pro. Screen, is the screen the same size? Everything else is uniform. I, I think it's half an inch bigger. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm with it. Whatever. Take the switch, amp it up a little bit. I don't have a switch yet. You still don't I have a switch. I never have a switch. No. No. If I so if I had a job where like I was traveling a lot, then mm-hmm. I would one hundred percent have a switch, mm-hmm. like, hands down. Like Leo, my roommate, you know, he before there was a global pandemic in existence here, um, he was going to where was he going? San Antonio every single week. Mm-hmm. He would fly back and forth Charlotte to San Antonio every single week. So he's in hotels, he's in airports every week. So this man, of course, got a switch and got a lot of use with it. Mm-hmm because of of that being his life but i mean i don't i don't have a life like that i work from home all right moving on to television news what you got clay okay so we do have a new netflix show coming out that could be pretty interesting comes out march no sorry may 7th i believe Mm -hmm. so it's called jupiter's legacy so jupiter's legacy is from a comic it's kind of like the boys in a way in the sense where it's kind of like deconstructing superheroes. It's kind of like a different spin on superheroes. It was created on the backs of the recession um, in, uh, I believe, 2008, 2009, something like that it was created. Mm -hmm. So it has to do with this old group of heroes from the 50s and the 60s who are now old in the modern day, and they were essentially the Avengers back then. Josh Jumel is playing the main guy. He has like a big white beard and like long white hair. Mm-hmm. And he's essentially like a Superman type guy. I think his name is like the Utopian or something. Mm-hmm. So their group, I believe, is called the Union, which they're basically the Avengers, like I said. Mm-hmm. And then the show, Jupiter's Legacy, the legacy is about a second generation coming up, basically taking on the legacy of their parents, um, being kind of like a young Avengers team coming up and kind of like taking over taking the mantle and, you know, the torch is being passed and things like this. So the synopsis that Netflix has here, can you live up to the legacy of the world's first generation of superheroes? From Mark Miller, the mind behind Kick-Ass and Kingsman comes Jupiter's Legacy streaming on May 7th. So Kingsman, Kick-Ass, like that dude who's known for basically kind of making superhero like adjacent type things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so it could be pretty interesting. We don't have a lot of information on it yet, but there's like a little little teaser there's some stills that they put out looks looks decent the um costumes that they made for the heroes look really really good they look like just like movie theater quality mm-hmm. so should be kind of like a high production value new superhero show for us to watch nice um yep since it's netflix i'm assuming they're dropping them all at the same time not weekly believe so believe so that's that's kind of netflix's model every netflix's model everybody else kind of does like weekly stuff and they drop mm-hmm. all the ones yeah Cool. No, I look forward to that. That sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. So we'll kind of keep an eye on that as we get a little bit more information. Um, Other than that, we have Falcon and Winter Soldier coming out in two weeks. So finale of Wanda. We have, I think it's like a behind-the-scenes making of WandaVision next week. Assembled. That's what it's called. What is it? Assembled. 
That's it? That's what the behind the scenes is called. Oh, is it like the making of yeah, yeah. a lot of different Marvel things? No, no, it's just one division. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So yeah, and then a uh, week after that we got Falcon and the Winter Soldier starting. I mean, obviously we got Falcon, we got Winter Soldier, Bucky, and US Agent mm-hmm. all kind of like vying for the shield. US Agent probably gonna be some sort of villain. Um, he's kind of like a shitty Captain America. <laughs> So, uh, and he's played by, what's his name? The Russell, Russell kid, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's son. Oh yeah. Do you know? Russell you know Jr. Him? I don't, I don't know his name. I can't remember. Russell Jr. <laughs> yeah. So he's played by Russell Jr. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's gonna, I mean, it's going to be like a spy thriller, um, legacy passing the torch similar to Jupiter's legacy, believe it or not. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so, uh. Yeah, we'll be, I mean, that'll be probably one of our main things going forward, though, right? Probably, of course. Like, well, why would it not? Yep. But you you made me think of something. So, yeah, so it's called Assembled, the making of WandaVision. But I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. like, Assembled is kind of a generic name. So they could do... Maybe they do it for each show. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, that'll hold us over for uh, that week in between the finale and the premiere of those two shows yeah and uh, i don't know if i mentioned it like last week or the week before but they have an entire year every single week marvel is putting something new out on disney plus so it's pretty fucking sweet that is fucking sweet and mm-hmm. i'm here for it because yeah marvel big bitch time boy now you're a marvel bitch boy now yeah i am too for sure <laughs> big time big marvel bitch boy <laughs> um Awesome. Moving on to movie news. Superman reboot in the works. Tanahasi Coates is um, set to write, who is a big Black Panther writer. Um, which is, he he writes a lot of like Marvel stuff, so it's interesting that he's now writing a movie for DC. Um, right. But when I saw that he was writing it, he's obviously a black guy. I don't know if that's obvious. He's a black guy, um, and I remember there were rumors that Michael B. Jordan was going to play Superman, and I was wondering if maybe those rumors did have some credence and maybe it's not a Superman Kal-El reboot movie or whatever, but maybe it's a um, Calvin Ellis movie. And I was wondering what your thoughts on that were. Yeah, I think that's what it's going to be. I mean, you don't hire that. You don't hire that guy to make the movie unless you're going to make it, you know, have, I mean, you're going to, you're going to make a black Superman with this movie. 100%. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Calvin Ellis is Superman from a different universe and he is a black guy, but he's Mm -hmm. basically that universe of Superman. Yeah. Yeah. And we had, we had rumors like a year ago about Henry Cavill being on the outs with Warner brothers and DC. And now it seems like that's pretty official. They basically officially said we're moving on from Henry Cavill, which is, is stupid and we don't really have to get into it, but um, but yeah, a year ago when those rumors came out, everybody immediately just started saying, okay, Michael B. Jordan, make him the next Superman because he's Michael B. Jordan. And anytime you want to cast a character, it doesn't matter who it is. You throw his name in there. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah. And, and now that they brought on, uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates. Close. Ta-Nehisi. Okay. So now that they brought this dude on, it seems pretty, pretty apparent that it, we're going a black Superman route here most likely Calvin Ellis. And I would be surprised if they casted someone who wasn't Michael B. Jordan, but I would like to be surprised too, because I'm kind of surprised. Would you be if they cast me as Calvin Ellis? 
Whoa, that wouldn't be surprising at all. I've seen you in that Fortnite commercial. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, I, I'm not in Calvin Ellis shape at the moment, so I'd have to hit those two a day, six days a week. Hey, you got it, man. It's all, it's all you. We'll see what happens. We'll see we got plenty of time until this movie comes out. Yeah, they just hired a writer. So. Yep. Yep. Just hired a writer, but Jennifer Lawrence is already filming for it in Australia. <laughs> That's what I've heard. She's been spotted yep. in Australia she's filming the, this. She's movie. the new black Superman. She's she's gonna play Superman. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's gonna be Calvin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Uh, I don't know much about Calvin Ellis. I, I know he exists and I know, but I don't really, the only like alternate universe out of the main universe kind of comics that I read, which aren't even out of the main universe anymore, were Miles Morales comics because I really liked mm-hmm. Miles. He was cool as fuck, real chill. Yep. Um, but now he's in the main continuity or the main universe. So I don't, I'm not even like, I don't read other universe comics if, if that makes sense. Right. You want to hear something interesting about Miles Morales that isn't interesting at all? <laughs> Go for it. I finally finished that game. I had specifically put off the last mission. You know how you when you walk up to the the area for the last mission, it says like, make sure you know that this is the end of the story. Mm-hmm. You know, upgrade your boy, mm-hmm. pick your costume. Um, I hit that, and that was when was that? Okay, so I hit that moment, but that was when I started playing Phoenix Rising. Uh-huh. So. I told myself, I don't want to finish this game. I blazed through this Miles Morales game in like 20 hours. I don't want to finish it. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to leave this. We'll finish it another time. And then like a couple months went by and, and I finished it earlier this week. <laughs> I decided to just get back up on the game and just play it. And yeah, just played out that last mission. And now there's literally nothing else to do in the game. Like it's it's completely over. Nice. Um, that's like me with Avengers. I hit that last mission. I still haven't gone back. <laughs> I hit that last mission and I was like, ah. although they've released two dlcs they got a kate bishop and a hawkeye dlc out now for free so maybe i should jump back interesting so two very similar dlcs it's the that are connected they're connected yeah it's the same story it's just they released it in parts cool um apparently so when i was talking about michael b jordan having his name thrown around a year ago apparently he was a big part of that he himself like attempted to go to warner brothers i think and like pitch a black Superman movie. So it's definitely him. <laughs> He's going to be black Superman for sure. No, nah, no, nah. that's because they don't know I exist yet. I'm about to go to Warner brothers and be like, listen, I know you got this fucking jacked fucking awesome actor right here, but I'm cheaper. About me? So but what about this guy? Literally I, I'll do it for free. I don't know about free. I need to, make a i need to at least pay rent can you pay my rent while i'm filming i'll do it i'll do it yeah. for that long give me a stipend <laughs> <laughs> give me a per diem that's all i need yeah just give me a per diem pay my bills yeah. while i'm filming and we'll be good to go um yeah i mean michael b jordan look he's got a lot of good movies under his belt but he was never as to my knowledge in a fortnite commercial I don't think he's been in a Fortnite commercial either. So I've got that I don't on. So either. He probably has never even touched a Nintendo Switch. He doesn't even know what a Switch is. Right. If you went up to Michael B. Jordan and said, Hey, Michael, do the Fortnite face. He'd be like, well, He's going to look at you like you're stupid. Yeah. And then you're going to look at him like he's stupid. Exactly. You should know that. Yeah. You should know that. That's acting 101. I'm pretty sure they teach you that in acting school. Right. 
Right. This is the Fortnite face. And then Damn, yeah, dude. Yeah. It gets me every time. <laughs> every single time. The listeners are probably like, what the fuck is he doing? But don't tell them. I just want them to wonder for eternity. Maybe we'll just make it the logo of our of our show. Oh yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good idea. Uh anyway, <laughs> let's get into our main topics. Um we're gonna switch it up. Usually we start with WandaVision and go bachelor, but we're gonna go bachelor because get this guys. We did not plan this, but I only watched like the first 30 minutes. Clay only watched the last 30 minutes. So, and we both thought like, this is stupid and there's not much to talk about. So Mm -hmm. that's what we're going to say. Like uh, we complete each other. Oh, that's cute. Generally don't care about this episode. (laughs) I really don't. Generally speaking, it was just like mean girl bullies trying to defend their mean girl ways and then mm-hmm. arguing about it some more, which I mean, I guess that's what any like women tell all or like reunion special is essentially. Well, yeah, but we haven't had a group of girls as toxic and just all around awful as this group. Agreed. So this one, this one was always going to be just a bunch, just some stupid people talking about some stupid stuff. Um, of course, it was very easy for everyone and their mom to predict that Victoria was going to come on the show with some sort of sob story, and she did. Mm-hmm. She came on with some sob story, you know, I had bad anxiety, this, that, and the other thing. You know, I didn't realize what my actions were Come on were doing. I don't, I don't know. And then she she apologizes to Ryan, sort of, and then starts talking shit to her. Like, what, are you just, like, overly sensitive or something? Yeah, I did like, see that part, yeah. And then we've got, for whatever reason, we've got Chelsea sitting there. Like, she wasn't even really involved in much of it. She just kind of was a, a bystander who if any i don't know enabled it or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. for the second time she said it while she was on the show and then she says during this this tell all she's like katie like there was there was no toxicity in the house until you like brought it to matt's attention yeah i was gonna say you, that like made it be toxic yeah and i was like no if she brought it to his attention then right. obviously it was toxic like it doesn't like yeah. appear out of nowhere right and- katie didn't tell a lie she just said this is what's being said. It's about this person. Mm-hmm. I'm not dropping any names or anything like that of the people who are saying it. I just think it's something that you should address. I mean, it, there's no way, there's no like two ways around it. Katie did the right thing. Mm-hmm. And that's like all there is to it. Mm-hmm. The only reason that the girls resent her for it is because they got put on blast and they had to they had to go into crisis mode whenever Matt yelled at them. <laughs> they all started fucking apologizing to each other like instantly. Right. Because they were forced to. And. I think it might have been Chelsea who brought it up, or it could have been Serena um, C. But Serena some, C said something similar too. Yeah, but and somebody said like you were like in the middle of all the drama, blah blah blah. But like she wasn't really in the middle of it. She was just kind of no. playing superhero, maybe to her detriment. I don't know. But like right. an injustice would happen, and she'd be like, "Why are you being a bitch? Stop doing that." She'd call the person I mean, so out. If if you're in a position where you can, where you can like protect somebody who's being shitted on like that, mm-hmm. where you can, you know, I don't know take some sort of action that's going to make the house get along better and not be complete bitches to each other at all times, then I think you should do that. Yeah. I I mean, big respect for Katie in this season. Obviously she did a lot of the right things. She should not have been sent home, but that's a whole different thing. I think, I think Matt made some mistakes too, but uh, yeah. Um, um, they shit. I had a thought and there it went. We're talking about Katie Helping other, oh, and then somebody said, like, you were like, 
the worst person to Sarah, blah, blah, blah. And then you, Un- you flip until you heard her story and then you flipped a switch. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, she said, that's she, how she her, said humans it. are that's, supposed Yeah. I learned something. I grew from it. And then I got better from it. You know what I mean? It's, right. Like what a right. horrible argument. Like you were so mean to her and then you flipped after you talked to her. It's like, well, yeah, I talked to her. Right. I saw where she was coming from. What was going on? I had empathy. I realized I was being an asshole. And then I saw, yeah, obviously I learned and right. grew from and my gonna, mistakes. They're going to hold that against her. Like it's like, it's some stain on her when if you're bringing that up as an issue with Katie, that makes you, I mean, you're the person who's bad here. Yeah. Like you look at her, you look at her actions. She was being mean to, mean to Sarah. Then she learned Sarah's story. Like you said, she showed empathy. She grew, you know, she realized that she was the asshole and she flipped the switch as any good person with empathy and a, some sort of sense of human emotional development social development would do mm-hmm. and then you're coming at her like she was like like she was fake or something because of it yeah no that's how you would operate you whoever i think it was it serena that called her out on that i think it was i think it was either her or chelsea it was one of those two okay yeah i don't i mean if it was serena and the roles were reversed and she was in katie's place serena would be terrible to sarah learn her story continue to be terrible to her until she was forced to go home. And then maybe like Matt calls her out for it, like Mm -hmm. in person or something later on. And then she flips her switch when she's like forced to, that would be being fake. Yeah. Katie was real and she handled things like an adult. Maybe she started off being a little bit too mean and aggressive with it, Mm -hmm. but I mean, she changed quickly when she learned. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, and like she didn't even bring that up to Matt or anything. They they handled it on their own like right. adults. But right. something like, oh, so Chelsea, I never like disliked Chelsea. She was kind of there. I, I, I thought she was cool at first. But then like dislike her now. on the tell-all, yeah, I was like, what the fuck is like, what are you talking about? Yep. Yeah, but apparently she was stupid. friends with all the mean girls. So I guess. Yeah, that checks out. That checks out. Anyway, I didn't see the part where Matt came out. So do you want to speak on that a little bit? Yeah, so Matt came out and essentially he addressed a bunch of people. He addressed Anna, he addressed Victoria, he addressed Katie, he addressed Serena, uh, P. And his thing to Anna and Victoria was similar. So to Anna, his whole thing was, I've been there, which we've heard Matt say this before. Like, I've been on both sides of this. Sounds like Matt was kind of a dick at one point or another. Mm-hmm. Um, and he told Hannah, or Anna, he was like, yeah, you know, when you were when you were talking to me before I sent you home, essentially, like I could just see the, um, I don't know, I could see the remorse like in your eyes and and things like that. So like, I know you're not a bad person, you know. So like, I forgive you. You just got caught up in some stuff, basically, mm-hmm. which like bullshit. Anna knew what she was doing. She was trying to ruin this girl's life, essentially. She's trying to kick her off. She's trying to get her kicked off the show right after she got there because Anna was mad mm-hmm. that she had more competition. She's a bad person, full stop. <laughs> um, and then Victoria, he talks to Victoria. He's like, yeah, Victoria, you know, I know, I, I like know that that's not who you are as a person. That's not your character. His main thing is saying like, I know that's not your character. But like with Victoria, we do know that that's her character, 100%. If it's anybody's character in the world, it's Victoria's. Right. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to judge you based on any of that. You know, I forgive you. You know, I, I know this whole thing is hard and, and all that. It's not your character. No, it, it is your character. Even as you were, um, even as you were apologizing to Ryan on this tell-all, 
you flip it to talking shit to her still. Right. Like, like you're like, yeah, you know, I was, I was anxious. I had anxiety. I was like depressed. You know, this was so hard for me. I'm sorry that I said bad things to you. But like at the end of the day, you shouldn't have been so sensitive. <laughs> like, fuck you, Victoria. <laughs> you terrible human trash. Right. Um, you know, then he talks to Katie and I, I was very disappointed with this because Katie, she comes to Matt with this well thought out, like Katie's thoughtful, you know, she puts a lot of thought into things that she says. A lot mm -hmm. of the things that she says are, are solid. Um, she gives him this well thought out like spiel about like caught me off guard. You know, I thought this, this, and this, and you know, I, you know, I thought we were on the same page with these things and you know, we were having so much fun together, blah, blah, blah. So like what exactly like was it? And he gives her a nothing answer. He gives her like a, Classic. like a, I don't know, like a 30 second answer where he basically just says like, yeah, you know, I was, I was just like, my relationships with other girls were just like further along. Sorry. And that was pretty much it. <laughs> so a little disappointed with that. And then, uh, they bring up Serena P. They put her in the hot seat. They call it a hot seat. They just sit on the couch next to Chris Harrison. Lukewarm but, seat. Right. <laughs> um, and, uh, Chris Harrison, while Matt is out there, of course, he's Matt James Harden in this episode with his beard. Mm -hmm. Chris Harrison's like, Serena, is there any part of you that thinks that you made the wrong decision? <laughs> and Serena, in this roundabout, very just like generic way, says, nah. <laughs> like, I don't think I, I don't think I made a mistake. Like, I, I left because I didn't think he was my guy, yeah. you know? And that was pretty much all there was to it. And she just said some like watered down version of that and Matt's just sitting there like, okay. <laughs> so Getting dumped again. Right. Pretty, pretty uneventful, honestly. Um, they did have a disclaimer at the very beginning. I saw that they said this was pre-recorded on February 4th or whatever. Right. So they wanted to let us know that all of the, this conversation here happened before all the shit went down. <laughs> but yeah, overall it, it was what I expected it to be. Just a bunch of girls talking shit. Um, Matt not really saying or doing anything. Chris Harrison not really saying or doing anything. Solid. And uh, that's pretty much it. I was hoping we'd get a, a Bachelorette reveal. Yeah, and uh, that Reality Steve guy who uh, predicted that Katie was going to go home on her one-on-one -on -one and then she was going to be announced as the Bachelorette on the Women Tell All. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. He Yeah, and we're now thinking that it's not going to be her. I, I was about to say this. So, yes, he predicted it was Katie. Then mm -hmm. he said, nah. But then I saw he re he reversed again and said, actually, my earlier um, source or rumors or whatever you want to call it were right. It is going to be Katie. And it's going to be announced in the coming days is what he said. Hmm. I want it to be Katie. I want her to find love. She deserves it. Yeah, Katie be cool. I'm honestly kind of burnt out with this Um bachelor bachelorette Dude, this, bachelor nation yeah, this was an know. exhausting season like every episode and in the in the tell-all like they showed a bunch of bloopers they showed some cut scenes and mm -hmm. things like that and it became incredibly apparent that the that the producers chose to showcase drama over actual dates a bunch of dates got cut sure a bunch of like fun moments with matt and the girls got cut in favor of just showing drama like mean girl shit every single episode like dude there was a yeah. stretch of like there was a stretch of like four or five episodes in a row where every one just centered around drama between the girls yeah. it's like what a shitty season of this show yeah like, no, it's horrible it's just 
And then all the stuff happening, you know, in the background with Rachel and Chris Harrison and everything. Yeah, it's just like it's exhausting. I'm over it. Yeah, I don't know if if we'll be covering unless it's like months down the line cuz Bachelorette and Bachelor are kind of like back to back. So unless there's like a big gap between the next season, I don't I don't I mean, it, we can discuss this as a, as a team cuz that's what we are, but I don't feel like talking about it for a while. Nope, not really. Cool. All right, let's move on to WandaVision. Wandy. Um, so I did predict a flashback episode. We predicted it. You, you were. It wasn't the flashback episode that I thought it was going to be. Though. I was expecting more Agatha. Same, but mm-hmm. I'm happy with this flashback. I, it was, I, I probably better than because. All right, so originally I, I thought the flashback was going to be Agatha centered because I thought Agatha was kind of at the center of this. Right. But it's that's not the case which is why the flashback was wanda focused because they they've been like flip-flopping on us like all season like okay it's it's who is somebody controlling her no it was wanda all along actually it was agatha all along actually no it was really wanda all along so like mm-hmm. i'm sure agatha I, agatha was pulling some strings but not to the extent that right we were thinking. the agatha all along thing is like the the hex is not agatha all this Right. Shit is not Agatha, but maybe some of but the, the issues with, and stuff. Like the issues within the Hex and some of the really weird stuff that we saw was right. Agatha. Yeah, exactly. Um, yep. But no, so yeah, we get some backstory. We get like the life of Wanda abridged, which is which was pretty cool. Um, yep. We learned that she was always, she always, always had powers. Always a witch. Yeah, yep. always a witch. But it would have, apparently her magic would have just died if she hadn't come in mm-hmm. contact with the Mind Stone. Um, so let's let's pull that apart a little bit. So she's always a witch. She's always had this powers, these powers rather. Um, I'm not. I'm still not of the camp that says this is an X gene. This is a mutant thing. I think magic in the MCU is magic. Witches are witches, not mutants. Um, how do you how do you feel about that? Um, for for the sake of argument, I'm still going to hang on to this is how we introduce mutants. Like this is where it starts. It starts with Wanda. I think that a ton of shit is going to hinge off of what happens in the show. And I'm going to say that that's, I'm just going to, you know, I I think you could be right, but I'm going to stick with it. It just makes sense to me. It seems like, so she's magic, right? She is. Pietro, Pietro is not. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say that Pietro had powers before as well, or he at least had some sort of potential. I've seen this um, theory that I like that Wanda gave Pietro his powers. Um, and I like that because, like I said, I don't like the mutant. I don't I don't like her being a mutant. And I, I'm going to end my thought there. I know I sounded like I had more to say, but that's the end of the thought. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really have like an opinion whether I like like it or not. I think it all depends on the way they decide to to develop the idea. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I mean, it just seems it seems too. Maybe it is it is too convenient that they straight up told us like, okay, you already had the powers and the stone like awakened you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, how can you see something like that and be like, okay, they can't? There's at least an option for them to work this into bringing mutants into the fold in some form or another. Okay, because so when you say okay, so here's okay, the go thing. Ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say that the stone awakened her and Pietro's powers. Mm-hmm. She already had something going on. Mm-hmm. The stone amped her up. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so my thing, I've said this before, 
the snap could be the energy surge that came that like enveloped the entire earth from the snap mm -hmm. there they talked about it in i think endgame something like that like it was the biggest energy surge that like, the universe had seen in a really long time mm -hmm. so i'm gonna still go with the fact that or i'm gonna still go with the theory that the snap did something to the earth it sent out this wave this energy that awakened people's x genes i'm gonna stick with that theory especially since like I don't know. And now we know that the stone like awakened her and Pietro, they were the only ones who survived for a very specific reason. Ultron even brings it up in age of Ultron. Mm -hmm. He mentions like, I was wondering why you two were the only ones to survive. And they were, I'm thinking that's because they had the X gene. I'm going to end it with that. And you can, you can kind of pick it up. I will say, to. I will say, I like your theory that people have X genes obviously. And the snap technically i guess two snaps awakened the x gene the surge of energy awakened the x gene in these people three snaps first Hulk. oh wait which was wait what's the third snap tony oh Thanos, yes yes, Hulk, yes 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 tony. all right so yes three snaps ooh ooh yes i like this even better now all right yes three snaps three times that uh monica went through the hex exactly yes Okay, so yes, I'm on board with the action thing. Still not on board with Wanda being a mutant. And I mean, she could be. And I wouldn't be like, oh my God, damn it. I, I'd still be fine with it. I just. Oh my God, damn it. <laughs> I'd, I'd still be fine with it. I'd still be fine with it. I just don't think that's the way to go, or that's not the way I would go if I was a writer. The thing, mm -hmm. though, about Wanda is is all right so we got comics obviously this is based on comics wanda's story origin whatever you want to call it in the comics has been retconned so many times it's hard to keep right. track of what's like true now what's not true what was once true um yeah i watched that uh i watched that what was it a uh screen crush screen this was it a screen crush one yeah. yeah after you said that to me the other day i watched that breakdown and i was like oh this is this is why he's saying that yeah exactly so she started off she was a mutant yes then mm -hmm. she wasn't a mutant she was experimented on by the high evolutionary and then like you know what i mean they keep like adding stuff on time so like i and i think it's more interesting in my opinion if she's just like a chosen one witch type of deal I, like mutants are cool and so i do i do too Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. So it's, it's more interesting if that's the case. And mm -hmm. the thing with Pietro, um, like, okay, well, how does Pietro have powers? I, I don't remember where I saw it. I don't think it was a screen crush or a breakdown or anything. I think I was actually reading this theory somewhere, but it was something about Wanda gave Pietro powers so that he could survive, um, as well, because like she had all these powers and like, maybe she wasn't always going to be there to protect him. She wanted him to mm -hmm. be able to run away from the danger, which you know, didn't end up happening. He ran towards the danger. Um, well, yeah, I should have been able to outrun the danger. I mean, any I, speedster should, no speedster should ever take a bullet ever. I, okay. I'm a ta slight tangent. He could definitely outrun those bullets, but he was blocking instead of, instead of what he should have done was grabbing Hawkeye and the kid. He was blocking Hawkeye and the kid. Um, right. That's dumb. Yes, I agree. That's bad. It's just bad speedster etiquette. I I agree. I agree. So, I, but I don't think he was unable to outrun the bullets. I think he purposefully stood in front of the bullets as opposed to moving the people he was protecting. Anyway, yeah. Um, where was I? What was I talking about? Oh, Wanda. So yes, I like the your theory about the three snaps 
awakening X genes, just like Monica has been in three times is kind of the same energy, right? So that makes sense. Um, but I still think Wanda is just, was a witch, is a witch and not a mutant. I think Matt, I, I texted you about this. I think magic is magic in the MCU. The X gene mm-hmm. is going to be something different because like we've seen uh, Dr. Strange. That's magic. We've seen Agatha. That's magic. Wanda, like all, all, all three of these things are different colors, but they're still magic. And I don't yep. think, I think magic is like teachable or inherent. I don't, I don't think it's like a power as like a mutant power where you don't know what you're going to get and, and things mm-hmm. like that, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and I think, I, I honestly think you're right. But my thing, my thing with Wanda being like their bridge to mutants is more about, more about like an opportunity than it is like what I'm seeing on the screen. And like, you know, like I'm seeing these things happen. And I'm like, oh my God, she has to be a mutant. Mm-hmm. It's more about like the, their, them taking or not taking their opportunity to use a character that's this huge and is making this big of an impact on the rest of everything we're going to see with Marvel. Mm-hmm. Just, it, it just seems weird for them to not take a character like her as their opportunity to, to kind of tie everything into the mutants. That's kind of like my only thing. Okay. How do you see this tying into mutants like in your in your mind like when you say like they're going to tie her into mutants and, and all this good stuff like what does that look mm-hmm. like to you i think it has something to do with the energy that came from the snap being similar to the energy that woke her powers up essentially i think it like it, it honestly is a pretty simple premise in my head okay but, but do you like, think she, so are you saying wanda is the first mutant not necessarily I, okay, so that's where I'm having trouble with your. Well, and I don't, I don't know how the fuck they're planning on bringing the mutants in because, so like, because, all of that. Yeah, because I'm with you on like, all right, the three snaps awakened X genes, but that has nothing to do with Wanda, right? That's Thanos, mm-hmm. uh, to, right. uh, Hulk, and then Tony. So that's where I'm like, um, how I don't understand how Wanda would be the bridge, um, unless they say they, unless I mean, they, they go made, with the Wanda had an X gene too and the Mind Stone awakened it, which I think would be dumb. They might be the first mutants. I'm not saying that they should be. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. I don't know how they. Like I said, I don't know how they're going to bring in the mutants. I just think that we, know all, we all know Apocalypse was the first mutant. Sure, he was. Where the fuck is he right now? Sleeping, <laughs> probably. Um, Apocalypse was the first mutant, but also. She's not going to be Magneto's daughter, which so like, which they've changed that in the comics as well. So I mean, it makes sense, right? Right. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with it. Like I said, I think you're probably right. It just seems like like a character that's this big who comes from mutant origins in the comics mm-hmm. just seems like a seems, missed opportunity. Well, it, it, I, they at least put some thought behind it for sure. Whether they go with it or not, they had to have at least thought mm-hmm. thought it through and said like, how can we? Could we? Should we? Potentially you know, make Wanda the bridge here. Mm-hmm. But I think that you're probably right. I think she's just this nexus, nexus being that can access chaos magic, mm-hmm. which is very rare. Um, and she's just kind of, like you said, like almost like a chosen, a chosen one, witch. yeah, yeah. we'll see. Maybe I, I doubt we'll get the answers we're looking for tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, no, no, we might. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, probably not. Um, no. Let's talk about Fietro for a second. So did I or did I not say he was probably just some guy from this universe that looked like Evan Peters and Agatha took You him? did say that. You did say that. And as soon as I saw 
as soon as I heard her say Pietro, fake Pietro, that's what I thought. I thought back to you. I was like, okay, so was Caleb right? Or did Wanda subconsciously bring this dude in from the multiverse and then she took control of him? No, I don't I don't think so. Um, so they so at the end of the day, Marvel's just fucking with us then. I yes, I Peters. think it was I just think it was a big Easter egg and it's something fucked. that would drum up some theories and buzz around the show. Like they need it, but I don't I don't it seems think it's cheap. It does seem cheap, cheap it? though. It does. But, it does. But okay. So I mean I so guess. So then did Agatha give him his powers? Yeah, I think it was like kind of like remember when she's showing Wanda all those spells and she's like uh, illusions. I think it was just kind of a, a, a simple little illusion type deal. Okay. But okay. So back to, back to your subcon Wanda subconsciously brought him into the multiverse. That would have to be if, if Evan Peters is Peter from X-Men, the X-Men universe, that would have to be the only way he got there because I don't think Agatha has the powers to bring people from the multiverse, based on what she said to Wanda this whole mm -hmm. episode about like, oh, you're so strong, blah blah blah. How do you do this? How do you do that? I like, she, I don't think she can bring people from so the either. multiverse. So it had to so have either. been Wanda. But then, Wanda they did they did establish that she's doing some of this shit subconsciously. Yes, she doesn't but, even remember how the heck started at this point. But then Wanda, which remember my earlier theory? Well, it wasn't my theory, but I told you and I said I liked it where she had split personalities. That's why the accent comes and goes. Mm -hmm. I think that might actually be something again too, because they keep there mentioning might be some it. merit in that too. I think do what I think. I think there might be some merit in that too. I think she may have like purposely. Well, I don't know purposely or subconsciously like created another personality for herself. And yeah. that's like, that's like the sitcom Wanda mm -hmm. um, and cracks cracks show when there starts to be cracks, like within the hex cracks show with her like personality too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something goes wrong in the hex and she kind of snaps back to regular Wanda. Because they keep mentioning her accent, which at first I thought was just like another little cheeky Easter egg to like how she started in Ultron and where she is now and like was in the game. She didn't have the accent, blah, blah, blah. But they've mentioned it multiple times. Peters said it, Evan Peters said it, and Agatha said mm -hmm. it in this last episode. So there's got to be something with it. Yeah, and anything that, that Pietro has said to her so far like is on purpose. Mm -hmm. Like he's been asking her very specific questions. Mm -hmm. These are all the questions that like I guess the whole plot of this show and the rest of the MCU moving forward is kind of hinging on. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think they would have brought up the, the accent multiple times for no reason though. Yeah. But her accent, she did purposely, you know, hide her accent in the recent movies too. Yes. So no, I don't, I don't so think. I, so my thing is like, how, like, how is that important to this? Sure. Uh, I'll get to that. So yes, I agree with you. The movies, she was undercover hiding it on purpose. I agree with yep. that. But then, she's not hiding anymore. So why is she still using this American accent as opposed to her Sokovian one? Right? Because she's in an American sitcom. Yes. But, her life. Yes. But even when she was not in the sitcom world, when she was on her journey with Agatha, she was still using, like she used the Sokovian accent once. And that's when Agatha said, Whoa, that accent really comes and goes. But then she switched back and we know Agatha's basement is not in hex world because we have the, different the widescreen aspect ratio right so right so i'm of the belief that there are two wandas maybe three maybe we have sitcom wanda american wanda and sokovian wanda that would just be too much so i'm going to say two for now we've got american and sokovian wanda and mm -hmm. uh, like american wanda is still like 
Wanda. Like, she understands, like, she's got powers. She's not, like, dumb or anything. But I think because she's gone through so much trauma and all this other stuff, she's created, like, a protector Wanda, and that's Sokovian Wanda, who is kind of, like, the, the personality that takes over when things might get too much for um, American Wanda. And she she's kind of like the, I'm going to fuck shit up if you don't stop fucking with me, Wanda, if that makes sense. It does. Seems a little convoluted, but I don't think so. Not. There's been there's precedent for this in other. Well, I don't. TV I don't shows. know that she ever. I don't think that she ever created like a protector. If anything, that's like her real persona, with the Sokovian accent. Okay. Okay. Either way. Either way. So yeah. well, that why would she create a a? I'm not gonna. I don't want to say weaker, but a meeker, less assertive Wanda. Well, okay. She's living in her literally her own world. Everything revolves around her. She controls everything. Mm -hmm. She has no reason to be that protector Wanda in there. Plus, she wants to hide everything that's ever happened to her from herself, essentially. Um, so she just makes this happy-go-lucky, you know, sunshine and daisies version of herself, inserts herself into the sitcom world. Sure. And that's how she operates, you know, until things start to crack and then her real persona starts to kind of come through when she starts... When she starts getting confused with things that are happening or angry with things that are happening, mm -hmm. her real persona comes through. And the Wanda that walked into the S.W.O.R.D. headquarters, the Wanda that walked out of the Hex to confront S.W.O.R.D. Um, in that one episode, that's that's just Wanda. Okay, but Wanda who walked into S.W.O.R.D. headquarters didn't have the accent. Did she not? No. Are you sure? In the flashback, when she goes to see Vision, she does not have the accent. Okay. That's that was gonna that was gonna be my like counter to your argument is we've seen her be American Wanda before mm -hmm. the hex and even right. when some things are breaking down not I don't mean I mean before the hex in WandaVision um, mm -hmm. and even when some things were breaking down and she broke character she still didn't go straight to Sokovian Wanda she still stayed American Wanda you know what I mean in the show yes. Yeah, but she's, I mean, she's broken into Sokovian Wanda in like the most dire situations we've seen in this show. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, but, well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, like the American Wanda that we have, um, she's not like oblivious to everything, but. Right. She, I mean, she still knows what's going on. She can still hold her shit together, mm -hmm. but the accent comes through when things are like very bad. Okay. And that's um, it. And I will say. No, never mind. I'm not going to say anything about that because that is myth busted. So what? We're, when uh, director Dickhead showed the video to um, Jimmy Woo and Monica about Wanda stealing Vision's body, it's just like clever right. editing on his part, right? Because we see what actually mm -hmm. happened and she does like open the door with her powers um, but that's just cause she didn't feel like waiting for that guy to buzz her in. And then she does go down to vision, but she never takes him. She just like, you know, takes a look at him and, and stuff right. like that. Realizes he's a lost cause. Mm -hmm. Um, so the note, mm, was that, deed? was that, was that really from vision? I don't know. See, I, I didn't think it wasn't until I watched the breakdown and they're like, this is probably from somebody else pulling the strings, but I had no reason not to believe it wasn't from vision. But why that town? That's what, yeah, exactly. Well, everybody says New Jersey is hell on earth. So if it is Mephisto, maybe that's why I, I made that joke to myself when I was watching, but 
I guess I just made uh-huh. it out classic. Right now. Yeah. Um, um, are you sure you're not thinking of Florida? <laughs> no, I've I've heard the joke multiple times that like New Jersey is hell on earth. Like I think it's a like big Kevin Smith joke. Like a lot of his movies are are kind of like make that joke. Gotcha. Um, um, okay, so then I've I've seen multiple people say like on Reddit and stuff. So what are the odds that Vision chose a house that was right next to, you know, this witch basement? Oh, yes, but yes, that's what I've seen. And I was like, nobody said that she lived there before right. all of this happened. I think, I want to say she even mentions that, Agatha even mentions in this episode that she was drawn to the hex like a moth to a flame. Yes, exactly. And I don't I think, think she people even are catching says that, that, doesn't she? She says something to the, yeah, something to that. Because she says like she sensed the magic or she sensed whatever and she went right. to it. Yeah, and and they're like. Yeah, and. I think I think some people like that heard that line from her are thinking, you know, she was already living there, but then she got involved in Wanda's life because she started sensing there was magic happening. But no, I'm thinking there's no way that she was living right next door already. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't think that. And I think whoever says that is wrong. And uh, I watched the first couple episodes recently Mm -hmm. this past week. You know, I mentioned that I saw the toaster commercial again and it was very obvious that it was the the Stark um, mm-hmm. shell that was in their apartment. Mm-hmm. But one of the things, the very, I think it's like the very first time Wanda meets Agnes, she mentions that she like just got to town, I think. Mm. Yeah. That Wanda think just got to town or that Agnes just no, got to Agnes. town? No, mm. Agnes. Agnes. Yeah, I think Agnes mentions that she she's like new in town. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think she was living over there beforehand. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think so. There's no way. There's no way. And if she was, then that note is definitely not from Vision. Well, yeah, if she was, then yeah, it's not from Vision. But again, it would have to be, it'd have to be somebody, which I mean, it's possible, but they're pulling multiple strings because Agatha is not in on whatever is happening. So they would have to have planted the note, made Wanda go there, know she was going to create some kind of hex out of despair and that Agatha was going to pick up on it and then involve herself. And like, you know, it's just kind of too much. Yep. I think so too. Yeah. And um, I'm just thinking of something else. Oh, we did also discover why Vision couldn't leave the hex. Right. He's yes. part of it. He's part of it. He is part of the hex. So when, when the hex gets destroyed or eliminated or whatever, Vision goes with it? Uh, it theoretically. I don't know. I don't know if the rules are really like that though. Because I she, would say, I would say based on what him. we saw, theoretically, that's the case. She did create him from like Mind Stone energy though. So the all the hex energy was red. The energy that made him was yellow. Mm-hmm. So he's he was born like during the creation of the hex. I don't know that he's one hundred percent tied to it though because of that. Mm-hmm. Because clearly the energy that made him was yellow, like mindstone energy. Right. Speaking of vision, let let me go backwards just for just a second. So Hayward grounds Monica, sends her to this help Jimmy with a missing person. Has no idea what's going on. Right. It just so mm-hmm. happens that uh, Wanda's involved. And then he goes, sees he has a missing agent, realizes Wanda's there, and that there's a vision in there, right? So he's like, oh, this is my opportunity. So he had to come up, like he was tra- he tra- tracking, tracing, tracking vision in the hex. And he's tracking him by his... Um, uh, decaying um, what vibranium. So, like, what mm-hmm. was his his plan? Because when we heard that, we thought, oh, this is the vision that Wanda stole. We still were under an impression that Wanda stole his body, brought it back to life. Right. But he, 
director dickhead just kind of like took his opportunities like oh we maybe i can get another vision is that what he was planning can wait what do you mean i can get another vision because he's been trying to bring vision back online this whole time right. didn't right. know that this whole hex thing was happening shows up sees okay another... so you're saying they send jimmy in to recover vision the new vision no 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 i'm saying like he shows up because he probably shows up because monica is missing or goes mm -hmm. into the hex disappears so that's probably why he comes in he's like oh some freaky shit's going on then he sees another vision and he's like oh maybe i don't have to bring this vision back to life maybe i can steal this vision or like what would you know what i mean what was his plan there um wait who are you saying showed up when monica went into the hex director hayward was he not already involved before that no because remember he grounds he grounds monica and he says work on this case go help fbi with a missing person he was not involved with that he just sends her on the mission then she goes into the hex and that's when mm -hmm. sword all comes and makes their camp that's outside. right okay wait is jimmy is jimmy just fbi yeah, Jimmy's just FBI. He's not sorted. That's right. Okay. That's right. Um, okay. So, yeah, I think I think that was probably his plan. You know, they had no idea how to bring Vision back online. Um, he even tried to, like, goad uh, Wanda into doing it when she was in there. Like, he said a couple things, basically, that were kind of, like, nudging her, like, do right. it, do it, do some shit. Right. I want this guy back. Do it. Um, but I think you're probably right. Okay. I never really thought about this before, but I think you're probably right. He probably saw an opportunity to potentially get vision back. Okay. And then my follow-up question to that is like, okay, you've brought vision back or whatever, but like if Wanda brings him back to life or you steal this vision from inside the hex, that vision is conscient conscious. He's got his own mind, his own kind of agency, right? So like, he's mm -hmm. not going to be okay with being your weapon. What are you going to do? Just like kind of lock him up and just activate it. Like, how are you going to deactivate and reactivate right. him? Like, I don't right. understand what. So is. that's, that's the reason as you were kind of going through it, that's the reason why I think it doesn't make a ton of sense because there's no like end game there. Right. Like I, I doubt, I doubt somebody like him would just go in and be like, I'm going to take this guy and just, you know, hope he works for me. Damn it, there was a sneeze that just went away. Fuck. Ooh, that's the worst feeling. It is. Um, yeah, so like, because I mean, he based on the after credit scene, he obviously wanted Vision back online, but under his control. But if right. he takes one of these visions that he thought he was getting, I just don't see how he gets that. But he was obviously tracking that vision for a purpose. That brings up another question. How the hell did he know that once he took Wanda's energy and put it into White Vision, that White Vision is going to work for him? I mean, it was probably just a hypothesis that they were testing because they had this glowing drone with Wanda energy. They're like, all right, well, if, if she made a vision insane. in the hex, let's see what happens if we do it to the vision we have. What'd you say? What if white vision ends up being insane? Um, Murders everyone. He, he might. No, he's not going to. He's clearly under, under Hayward's control. But like, what if Hayward brought him online and he just ended up slaughtering all of S.W.O.R.D.? I feel like that happens in movies constantly. Like some government agents, like, all right, right. this is going to be the the weapon that helps us win whatever war comes our way, and then it yep. ends up backfiring and killing everybody. Right. It's a big trope. But but I think we know that Vision's going to fight Vision. Both are probably going to die. Ooh. Or be I, I, or be fused as one. That's what I think is going to happen. Mm -hmm. So I think I think Wanda's got to have some sort of consequence. Like I don't I don't think she ends up with Vision after this. Mm -hmm. I think she's got to accept something, right? Accept something? Yeah. Mm. 
I don't know that she ends up with Vision after this, but we'll see. My and obviously something like Vision, if he dies here, then he's not going to be dead forever. He's a, a fucking robot. He's a th synthesoid. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm sorry. I was speaking derogatorily there. <laughs> no, my, my I'm just using comic book precedent to say that they probably fuse and we get Vision. Right. That I mean, that's what happened in the comics. Exactly. Right. So we'll see. So, okay. So then with your fake Pietro, mm -hmm. you know, scenario... Is he the missing person that Jimmy showed up to look for? I like that. The, everybody's theory was like Ralph was the missing person, or I even saw right. somebody. Is say, he Ralph? Maybe he's fucking Ralph. No, he's not the same age as, as Agatha. They're not similar. Um, and then I saw some people say that. What's her name? D, the blonde. Okay, so she's the key to everything, according to Ag according to Agatha in season or in episode two. Mm -hmm. uh, Dottie. Dottie, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Agatha says straight up in episode two, Dottie's the key to everything around here. Mm -hmm. What the hell does that mean? So maybe, maybe Dottie is our um, mystery villain, Mephisto, Nightmare, whoever it may be. Maybe that's Dottie. Maybe Evan Peters is the missing person. I like I like Evan Peters being the missing per missing person. That's interesting. So I feel like if he was somebody who existed in Westview before Wanda got there, would they not have showed us when she was driving through the town looking at? you know, her neighbors, like Kitty from that 70s show. Mm -hmm. uh, Herb was there. Mustache guy was there. We didn't see uh, Dottie either. The dude who works for Vision was there or works with Vision was there. Like the main, the main mm -hmm. like neighbors mm -hmm. she saw when she rolled through. And obviously there's something still going on with Pietro that we're going to figure out in this next episode, hopefully. But if if it was that simple and it was Agatha all along, it was just some missing guy that she took and mm -hmm. controlled to fuck with, uh, to fuck with Wanda, mm -hmm. then I feel like she would have seen him as she was rolling through there, especially since she had forgotten all that stuff since then. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's not. Uh -huh. him. All right. So here's something not last, not the episode we're talking about, but the episode before the actress who plays Dottie posted a picture of her, from that episode and said where's Do this was before the episode aired it said where's Dottie been because you know we saw Dottie in episode two then we didn't see her for a while and said where's Dottie yep. been I thought we haven't seen her in a long time yeah I thought um oh Dottie's gonna be important and then literally we see her for two seconds gardening when Wanda's about to have that face off with Monica and then Ag Ag Agatha comes through and takes her away and that's that's all we see of Dottie I was like well that was kind of blue ballsy like nothing really happened um there's got to be more. There has to be. I feel like there, there aren't just things that happen or are said in this show for no reason. Mm -hmm. Like Agatha said straight up, she's the key to everything around here. Like she's something for sure. We're going to see more of her in this finale. I've got a big question about Dottie that I think is going to get answered. Um, okay, so I was just double checking. So I was looking at a picture of that board that they made when they were identifying all the people in the hex. Dottie is not on the hex, so maybe she's the missing person. But interesting. Did, did he say his missing person was a guy or girl? Did he mention a gender? I don't think so. Okay, so maybe Dottie. But also, we can't we can't go off of genders that people say because Monica said I have a guy, <laughs> and it ended up being an alien scroll. Maybe. Probably. What what if the what scroll if the, is a guy? What if the scroll is Talos's daughter that Monica was like friends with in the Captain Marvel movie? Why would she say I got a guy? Maybe maybe she disguised herself as a guy once. Maybe it's Talos. Maybe. I'd be cool with that. Um, 
Maybe it's maybe it's actually Talos. No, he can't just be like the main. He can't just be the scroll we see every single time, right? Well, sure, and maybe not, but they have history Ooh. together. Oh, never mind. I was just thinking. <laughs> I was just yeah. I mean, the thing that they say about her being loyal to Maria, but mm -hmm. not just Maria. Like mm -hmm. She's loyal to Monica too. I was <laughs> a second ago. I was just thinking. So it's you know, aerospace engineer is the whole big thing here, mm -hmm. but. Do you remember from Captain Marvel? You've seen Captain Marvel, right? Of course. Okay. Do you remember how they talked about Talos' science guy a couple times? I only saw that movie once, but I'll bite, okay. yeah. At one point, whenever they land at uh, whenever they land at Maria's house, mm -hmm. the scrolls, and they come and they talk to Captain Marvel and Nick Fury and Maria. Um, Talos, at one point, he mentions, like, yeah, we're, we're good. You know, we're going to be able to retrofit this ship and, and take it to space. I've got it. Like, my science guy's with me. Mm -hmm. And um, and then at one point, science guy's talking about he doesn't know how to do it. And then I think it's like Maria who figures it out or something. Mm -hmm. And Nick Fury, he laughs and he looks over to Taylor. She's like, you're science guy. <laughs> and then he gets killed by Jude Law. But I was thinking maybe maybe the science guy is the uh, is the aerospace engineer. Maybe. But I think I'm pretty sure he's dead. Maybe. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like I had one more thing I wanted to talk about, but we might have hit it all. There's so a lot going on here mm -hmm. in this show. We do know something or somebody is coming, though, because we haven't gotten our line from the trailer where Vision says to Wanda, is this your home? Then defend it or something along those lines. Yep. So, yep. And the trailer obviously edited it to make it look like it was the sword trucks coming in, but we've already seen that scene. So, I mean, fake Vision's coming or white Vision's coming for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. But He's going to be tough. But is there... She could probably take him apart pretty easily, though, right? You would think. Because so number one, she doesn't have a mind have stone, fight. and that was like the big part of what she was. That that's what took her so long to kill original Vision. Right, right. Um, so she, I mean, clearly she's not going to fight White Vision mm -hmm. because that wouldn't be a contest. Uh, Red Vision's going to fight White Vision while Wanda's fighting Agatha. whoever our other big bad is. And I actually like. I think it was on one of those breakdowns. I like the uh, the theory about. I think it was the the maiden the mother oh yes the, the crone and the crone so the maiden would be monica the mother would be wanda the crone would be agatha mm -hmm. i like the idea that they team up and they have to fight someone who's bigger mm -hmm. but if ralph is mephisto and he's the one who shows up then i don't know why agatha would be fighting him mm -hmm. maybe he gets out of hand maybe his designs are past her uh, desires maybe I don't know. I've seen this theory that Mephisto isn't going to be our big bad because Disney Dis Disney 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 <laughs> because Disney sucks China's dick so much that China wouldn't allow like depictions of the devil or something because you know how China censors and stuff like that and it's such mm -hmm. a big money thing for Disney to put their movies out over in China that they wouldn't use Mephisto interesting, interesting. so maybe it's nightmare I don't know Oh, I did have two more things. Um, Doctor Strange is going to show up. Maybe. For sure. One hundred. I think 100% he is. He's not the cameo that we... Uh, that was one missed, of my things. Uh, Paul Bettany's cameo that Paul he was Bettany referring to was himself. It's him. It's himself, yep. And, uh, but Doctor Strange, he has to show up or else it's going to beg a bunch of other questions. Like, where the fuck has this guy been the entire time that the hex has been happening, you know, a few miles away from him in New York? So he's the, the person who's supposed to be guarding uh, guarding Earth, you know, from magical threats. 
100% he shows up in this next episode, especially since we know that they're together in the next movie. He shows up mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. Um, yeah. Fuck, what was my second thing? It was... Oh, 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 oh. So um, it's just an interesting little tidbit. So Doctor Strange's magic is orange, which is the mm-hmm. same color that book was emanating. The breakdown I watch, he keeps calling that color red, but I'm like, that's obviously orange. I don't, it's like yellow orange. Yeah, but he keeps saying red like Wanda's, Wanda's energy. Is, Wanda's I'm is like, red. no, huh? Yeah. Agatha's is purple like... The Dormammu. Uh, Dormammu. And yeah. they the said dark, at the beginning dimension. that she pulls from the dark dimension, which I thought was yep. interesting. Uh, I just yep. wanted to point that out. Cool. Which also explains why she has lived for so long, just like the ancient one. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, no, I just thought that was interesting. And I wanted to point out on that breakdown, he keeps saying that that is red like Wanda's energy. And he's using that as some kind of clue that uh, Agatha is using Wanda's energy from the hex to open that book. But I'm like, that's obviously orange, like Doctor Strange's uh, magic. Yeah, I don't know that I, I don't know that I'm connecting the book to Doctor Strange, though, because I think it's, I don't think it, it is the same kind of magic, especially if it's some like satanic, because there's, there's one thing, what is it? I forget what it's called. There's one like the specific Necrom- book. There's two. What? The Darkhold or the The Darkhold is what I was thinking mm-hmm. of. Um or the Necronomicon is another one, but Yeah, that. But no, so no, but like in Doctor Strange there is that missing book and it is glowing orange like Doctor Strange's magic. That's why I think it's connected. I feel like it's like a darker orange though. Like Doctor Strange's is kind of like like the logo you have in the background, how it's like a yellow orange mm-hmm. where it says Masters. Yeah. I feel like that's what Doctor Strange is more like in the the book seemed a little bit more orange to me, but I don't maybe know. who knows? Uh, maybe we'll find out. Um, this I don't know why it would be good magic, though. We don't know that it's, we don't know bad, that right? it's an evil book, and we also know some of those books have some fucked up shit in it, right? Like the one Caecilius uh, stole, right? I don't know. I'm excited mm, for tomorrow, right. though. Yeah, me too. I want to watch me during too. lunch, but I'm going into the office and just. I don't work, so I might just stay up. Does it? It comes out at three, right? Yep. Damn. Why can't it just late. be midnight? Huh? <laughs> well, because of West Coast. Fuck the West Coast. It's not my fault they're behind. All right, All right. we're uh, we're East Side over here. <laughs> east Side till I die. No. Um, Fuck. We're we're Biggie. Fuck Pac. <laughs> uh. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, if you stay up, don't give me any spoilers, but tell me what you think. Why would I give you spoilers? I don't know. I just feel like I have to throw that warning out sometimes. To me. Just it's habit. It's like a reflex. No spoilies, bro. No spoilies. All right. Anything else you want to say? No. Cool. Um, well, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, we enjoyed your presence. We enjoyed your ears tuning into what we had to say. We thank you for all of that. Interesting uh, way to say that. I know. I know. I'm trying to keep it fresh. Keep it different each week. Um, <laughs> Kept me on my toes. Exactly. Make sure, you, make sure you give us a follow on Instagram at masters.cultureverse. You can DM us any questions, anything you want us to talk about, something you saw that you think is cool, you want us to talk about it, you want, to get, you want us to give a shout out to somebody, anything you want, DM us there, or you can email us at masters.cultureverse at gmail.com. I'm Caleb. That's Clay. We're the Masters of the Cultureverse, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Big addition, I can go.